Okay, and we are back again. On, what do we call this? We we're not we don't call it red flaws anymore, right? We, no, we still call it that. Okay, <laughs> call it that. It's still named red. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Another red flaws edition. Um, we just in, look. I just look different. Yeah, yeah, you know. Hey, starting a new journey. That's that's always commendable. So, um, um, so we're in day one hundred and forty-three of the strike. Forty-six, I believe. One day forty-six. Okay, one hundred and forty-six days. Um, did you see it lasting this long? I didn't expect it to last this long, honestly. Okay. Like to be quite honest with you, I wasn't expecting like the whole strike to really just edge on like this but it's like i mean there are too many people losing money and losing their homes over this and the innocent people in this i would say are you know iatsi workers like the guys that operate it you know like and then on top of that there's too much money on the table to be you know just saying oh well you know we can we can just ride this out because everybody loses money at this point mm-hmm. so, so- so is you guys as rep at the at the negotiating table as well, or you guys are just waiting or or no? Or how does? Oh no, we're just we're just waiting, because oh. basically it's the it's the writers guild, and the uh what you gonna call it? It's the writers guild, and the AMPT, the AMPT. Right. But I would say the motion pictures is tied to Yahtzee, so yeah. <laughs> So then yeah. who speaks for you guys on your behalf in the, in the negotiations? Both unions. Oh, you think what again makes no sense at all. Okay. So I'm dumb and I'm ignorant to that part. So why do you guys not have your own union rep to rep you guys specifically like the DGA, the PGA? And the oh, rep- no, we, we, oh no, the IATSE does, uh, but, but the problem is, and always will be, everything is connected. You know what I'm saying? So okay. as, it's, so, you know, you got SAG-AFTRA, then you got, um, you got SAG-AFTRA, then you got WGA, which is also tied with IATSE and mm-hmm. most pictures. So everything and every, and everybody is connected together. So it's like, we're all in this together, whether we like it or not. See, I don't like that because if, so if we, so if one per, so if one party goes down, then we all go down, which again makes no sense at all. No, right, right, because I don't like that. I think you guys should have your own rep to be like, I'm repping IIT. What are y'all talking about? Because we, you know, I have people to take care of myself. I don't like that idea of you guys not having your own rep to speak for you guys during the, during the negotiations. I didn't, I did not know that. But also, it was just more or less like it's funny to me how, you know, IATSE is, you know, gung ho. But then I realized something two years ago, WGA and and SAG AFTRA didn't even care about IATSE workers, you know, sleeping in their cars and all that. So I'm just kind of sitting here like, IATSE shouldn't even give a shit. Like, why, why don't we just go back to work? Like I've been saying for the last 146 days. Interesting. What? Well, could you see that happening more in the future? Like every union or every have its own deal with the studios? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to happen. Given like, I want to say until this contract is up, Mm -hmm. you know, 
whenever they whenever they seem to want to say, okay, well, we'll give you what you guys want, and then we'll wait it out for another 10, 20 years. We already know that the uh, guys that are you know actors and writers, they're not. They're, listen, when, when when everything's said and done, they're not gonna. They're not gonna. They're, are they gonna learn from this? No, of course not. I think this would be you guys' last cohesive strike together as a as a a trio. I think after this strike, everyone's going to be like, you know what? We're going to start looking out for our best interests. Like the DJ cut its own deal with the studios, so which is left which left SAG and IATSE and the writers. So I could see that happening after this after this gets resolved. Like everyone's going to have their own special deals with the studios. So mm-hmm. um, let me see. Uh, Over had a question. He asks, uh, "Should have should SAG have stayed out of the strike?" Um, I mean, they were going to be in it whether or not. You know, I would say if they were to stay out of it, I mean, they they would even they would get they would suffer even more, honestly. But I mean, considering the fact that most people that join SAG after are not like famous famous actors or actresses, mm-hmm. you know, it's just more or less like well. These are people that are, you know, just like like me, you know, just a I, I guess a schmuck in the industry, uh, trying to make it. I guess you know yeah. that that's kind of how the union kind of looks at you anyway. I mean, I mean, as much as I would you know like to say, oh, unions work and all that other stuff. I mean, your union can't protect you if this stuff happens. You know what I'm saying? The only the best they can do is just say, well, here's some money. Here here's from our fund that you're going to have to pay back anyway. So it's just, right. you know, like there is that. So, you know, we will be footing that bill pretty soon enough. Let me get your thoughts on Sherry Shepard. want trying to bring her show back. Andrew Barry, Barrymore. Um, I, I guess last time I checked, I guess Drew kind of just said, you know what? I'm gonna stay out of it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stay, I'm a stay shut down. But then I, I, I read Sherry's trying to actually bring the show back. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it, it, that's basically them crossing the picket line. Would you agree? Yeah, that's that's them crossing it. So what 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 would they have to gain to by doing that? Influence, money, as it all boils down to. It's it's just honestly like as I think about it, it's, it it was it was bound to happen. Somebody was gonna, you know, go back to that. I mean, Bill Maher did it. Drew Barrymore did it. I mean. It's it's uh like I said it's TV season, they they gotta they gotta be back you know they they it's like I think about it all the mad excuse me ad revenue dollars that's number one and number two it's a, a election season you know so this is the best time to be on television you know or at least you know a streaming service or whatnot or you know just trying to get your uh daily episodes on YouTube you know because mm-hmm. that's what I mean, mostly that that's where most people get their um nightly talk shows from it's uh you know uh youtube but but as i think about it you know it, it was a long time coming anyway because it, it, let's face it how long are, were these actors and actresses or talk show hosts really going to just you know just sit there sit, and sit be there, like yeah. Yeah, let that yeah i'm i'm going to let all that money just go now so wouldn't that wouldn't they doing that run their writers the risk of being ostracized once the strikes do get resolved? Well, I mean, 
the I guess the way I think about it is that you know uh, I guess now the bullying is really gonna start hitting. You know, okay. like okay, you if you stay within you know this parameter, we won't we won't hit you. But if you try to like even for me, even if you try to make money, they look at me differently. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm like I'm union. I got to pay my bills. Like I'm not trying to be on the verge of being broke. Like I know, and I know for a fact that if I was to go broke today, none of y'all are, <laughs> none of y'all are gonna help me. Like right. so, I gotta help myself in this. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, even even with that, you, you had to. Uh, I, I guess the way that I think about it is that everyone's gonna everyone's gonna remember like who crossed those picket lines, who was going to, who was taking freelance work, and all that other stuff, because it's just like, oh, you should have been there with us picketing. I was there for two pickets i was there when they didn't make the deal i wasn't there when they when they rejected it mm-hmm. I, I disagreed with you know like we, we like we were we uh like what we were talking about last time which was uh they didn't take the first deal and then you, and you were just like well they should have took the they should have took the first deal well the second deal is going to be even harder you know yeah like the first deal was was it exactly what they it was wanted. everything they ever asking for and i'm you know and I was very, I was very like, so you want me to still pick it with you guys? No. Right. You you have, you have exactly lost all of my, and as a union person, I can't stand that. You have just lost my, my support. Mm -hmm. Like I will cross that picket line if it means that I don't go broke tomorrow. So for you moving forward, you'll never pick it again. You'll never. Like I, I, I mean, like if if we pick it again, I'll I'll walk, I'll walk away from the industry. Like really? I I mean, I'm on the verge of doing it anyway. Okay. Because I'm just like the way that I think about it, it's like the indep- the independent niche is growing too much. Okay. Like there there are, there is so much money to be made. I'm talking to one of my uh, friends who has his, who's been you know independent since high school, may, has his own studio and stuff has his own independent label is well known in the indie and in the indie circuit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, you know what? I should have been doing that. I mean, I, I I'm a freelancer on, on paper mm-hmm. and I should, you know, I, I still can be considered that, but like really, really go independent because the way that I think about it is that, well, okay. The corporations will never change. Hollywood's never changing. I can though. And I see that, you know, there is a market of people that want to be entertained. So why not just do it on my own? And I know there's more risk to that, but then I'm like, well, what else do I have to lose a job? Because it's like, well, that's what's, uh, that's what I'm losing for the past three months, you know? So let me, I got, I got a couple questions for you. So Ariane wanted to know, can actors do FBR? Can they do Facebook skits like country Wayne? So that would that apply? Um, they can't do anything that is under contract. Under contract, right? Okay. They, yeah, I'm I'm sure they can do that without you know having to do that. As long as it's not you know under a company or a corporation, yeah, they can do it. Okay, and as long as it's not a a, a project that's under st- uh, studio management, correct? It has to be something outside of this. Yeah, it has to be like it has to be like impromptu. You know, gotcha. Yeah. 
And then Hunter wanted to ask, why is the view, the view still going and not a problem? Because they don't have um, writers. They, they, right. they, I mean, literally the view is not nothing but just a bunch of women just it's talking. Just about imp- yeah, it's all freestyle <laughs> shit. Yeah, no, yeah. Like nobody, no, they have no writers. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why to, to, to make the d- distinction, why the big, what Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher, Bill Maher were doing, they were bringing actual, uh, unionized writers back in to cross the picket lines to write for their TV shows. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they need them. The view is like an impromptu, just yeah. It's like it's literally social commentary, just with a. It's like a. It's like a manosphere panel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, industry is, I guess, calculations. They've lost six billion as a as a whole in the industry. Um, they're in negotiations negotiations now. Do you think it gets it gets done in the next week or so? Uh. We'll see about that, cause I'm 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 at the point of like, okay, well now they're gonna sit there and negotiate, have a second deal, but I'm pretty sure that the studios are not. They, listen, they're gonna give them the same deal. They're not going one cent higher. Right. Right. Because then it's just like, okay, so then what am I paying you for? Then you have to, then you really have to take into account, cause I already know what they're gonna do. If if the corporations were to do exactly what they said they were gonna do, and I know this is kind of. I'm not speaking as an IATSE person. I'm just speaking as, as a freelancer. So basically what I'm trying to say is if they give them what they wanted and they really give them what they want, then that means that they can't overspend on any budget that is TV or movie or anything Mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. No good trying to, you know, make that money back. And not only that, you would then have to, and I mean this, you would then have to make all every single project that has been in limbo or is being revived has to make money. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. Okay. I don't care about your story. I don't care about your message. I don't care about your public affiliation. If you are not making money, you are screwed. Okay. And, and that contract and they, and they have a, and they, and they will have a reason to null and void that contract earlier than earlier than you know what what could be yeah know? they they've suspended a lot of first look contracts uh or first look deals um and then the money they're going to have to spend to get everything re back reopened back on production given to whatever stage of production it was in these these projects that had been halted so they're gonna they're gonna spend a shitload of money to get back into the oh um one last question before I want to get into the expansion of, of Disney and Warner Brothers. Uh, Arianne said, uh, ask, so Tyler Perry is not considered a contract studio for actors. I don't think he's putting out any new projects. No, I don't, no he's not. A, yeah, everything he shot has, has been shot pre-strike. It's, yeah, it's his, that's his stuff. That's not, I mean, yeah, Tyler Perry Studios is under um, Lionsgate. But um, everything, everything Tyler Perry is Tyler Perry. Yeah. That's why. Uh, that's why he's not, you know, sweating bullets. Yeah. Yeah. His actors might, but he's not. So, um, the Disney expansion, they want to, they want to expand. <laughs> uh, so they did say Bob Iger did say they want to kind of quiet the, the, the war that they're in the culture war. I don't believe Bob Iger when he says that. No, I think they're too deeply entrenched into this. I think they're going to keep ramping it up. What, what say you to that? Oh, 
responsible for for all of this shit. Yeah. But no, they're they're too responsible for this. You know, like I mean, all corporations have the message, I guess you can say. Everybody complains about woke, but I'm just saying as a person that has been a part of the culture war speech, and we'll get into like the pivot and why I had to pivot. Um the reason why I don't you know, personally believe that they are going to let up. And like I said, you know, when this contract is, when they start doing those contracts, the the writers and actors, they're going to keep on doing what they're going to do. Churning the stuff that has not been making them money. So it's like, you know, that the way that I think about it is that, um, you know, Bob Iger saying that he's going to, you know, tone down the culture war stuff. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause Disney, cause Disney's too, uh, Disneyland, Disney World, you know what I'm saying? Like they they got too much stock in it to to sell it now. It's like I mean, un- unfortunately, you've put out you know IP after you know a thing about uh, all that stuff, and I'm just sitting here like, yeah, good luck with trying to you know now try to get out of it because now you you've hired too many people that are a part of that so good luck disney stock is uh, was that was that i think it was like 80 83 dollars a share um don't don't buy don't don't buy the dip okay is the do we see a time because i think what they're doing now is selling off all the 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 excess of 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 disney oh yeah they're getting rid of it yeah okay so we're in agreement that apple will eventually buy disney as far oh, yeah. as the, the Disney IP that we know of. Oh, yeah, um, because, well, the, the thing about it is that for years now, or almost a decade, Disney has been trying to be its own monopoly. Right. And now the, now the, di- and now the dominoes have be- are starting to fall because they own too much. And it's just like, well, we have Marvel. We have Jim Henson. We have ESPN. We have ABC. We have, uh, damn, we have, damn, what else? Fox. And Fox was only because of 2016. Mm-hmm. It had not had it not been for like 2016, Fox would have had you know, Fox would have at least had a fighting chance. But, but going back to what I was saying, you know, like everything that Disney owns, it can't own all of it because it's just like, well, then where's your competition then going to go? Mm-hmm. You're gonna own competition and that's what disney has saw but not only that the ips of the past like you buying jim henson the muppets for example it's like well, why why do we need the muppets like why, why do we need jim henson because i mean sesame street belongs used to belong to uh uh its own company the sesame workshop which yeah. was owned by pbs at a time the sesame workshop and i know I'm kind of rambling a little bit but just you know complete history the Sesame Workshop and Nickelodeon were actually a thing before uh, Disney took a hold of it because um, the Sesame Workshop was uh, resp- is res- is res- actually responsible for uh, Noggin. Uh, that that you know, children's uh, it's like Nick Jr. but like different from that. That was that Sesame Workshop. Mm-hmm. But um, the Sesame Workshop could have been its own entity, but Disney wanted so much of Jim Henson's like IP that it just said, "All right, take it." You know, so basically, and, this is greed taking greed over. Yeah. on a whole 
another level. Like, like you cannot, uh, unfortunately, you cannot own everything. And Disney tried that, and now it's and now it's crumbling down because of the people that it's hiring. The the, the you know, I guess you could say, yeah, the message. I don't like going over there. But also another thing too is you're writing too much off. You're spending way too much money. It's not making residuals domestically and internationally. And now you're just sitting here with all this money talking about, well, we have all these IPs, we have all this money, but um, we're not making our money back. So what do we got to do now? We got to write stuff off in taxes. So do you think Apple, well, how do you think Apple would run it once they eventually acquire uh, Disney? Uh, I think they're going to do the same thing, if not even worse, because, uh, I mean, you have to pay for Apple, you know, like everything, everything is like dollar signs with Apple. So it's just going to, it's just going to be even ramped up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, you want to watch this? Oh yeah. It's going to cost you a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use this service. Oh yeah. That's Oh yeah. That's owned by Disney. So it's going to cost you a lot more. You want a package that has Disney in it? Well, you're going to have to pay a lot more for that. So it's just, it's honestly, it's just, it's just more money well let me get your take on this so disney now uh offers itself on the spectrum uh cable network so if you get if you go get the cable service from spectrum you get disney or you get disney plus so the whole cutting the core thing so you only just did that just to circumvent back to cable is this is this going to be a new trend now or this is just something that disney is doing because it's disney no, there's going to be a lot more people doing it because it's just like, well, I mean, an, another thing too is, is that, you know, cable is old, you know, cable yeah. is not people, people are not, you know, watching, uh, cable television. So last, what's the last time you actually watched it? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't even watch, I watched, uh, I was watching cartoon network today. I'm like, damn, I, I don't even watch this stuff. You know, like, I don't even like, 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 I think it was maybe two three years since i've been you know at a tv actually watching it because i'm just like well i'm gonna turn this off and use my computer yeah like what what's the point of me having a cable for right right um let's let's move over to to warner brothers now if it's one company i see eventually getting sold it's them oh my god so now (laughs) um I have no words for how Warner is being ran. Um, they also are talking expansion as well. And my first question is with what money, where's the money coming from to do these expansion? Um, is, is it just good? feel good rhetoric to kind of lull the people back in to, to make, to make people feel like, okay, Warner's going to turn it around. I can't see how they, they turn it around. I mean, even with Barbie's, you know, residuals, I don't think they can turn that around. Honestly, it's just like you've shut down Cartoon Network, Cartoon Adult Swim has to expand over to five o'clock just to save Cartoon Network's ass. Um, They've cut a lot. They've they've even I think they got Wonka coming out. Uh, I'm surprised they're even going through with that. Uh, You know, I just think that they've even had to cut costs with a lot of people shut down a lot of studios that they've had um, merge a lot of studios that they've had just to cut, just to save money. Mm -hmm. 
mean, it's just like all around, these people are not good with money, like at all. Like, and you, and you could just see that. And I'm just sitting here like, why, why for, for trillion dollar corporations, you're not really good with money. How yeah, would that, that happen? That's always been like the appeal to Warner Brothers. I, I had friends that go over there that, that, that do spec um, scripts, that do, they do, they do spec work. And they say they've always overspent. And that's what, that was the draw to Warner Brothers. I mean, they take care of you, but they like to overspend as well. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they do that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like Wonka, they moved, they pushed back Doom, which was, I think was a, was a huge mistake. Um, Warner, uh, Aquaman 2, I'm a boycott. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Snyderverse guy, so I'm going to boycott this shit until, <laughs> until they bring back Henry Cavill. <laughs> I, I, I think Warner Brothers has, they've ruined anything DC related. And I can't see James, James Gunn, Superman legacy being the, the tide that's going to turn this shit I, I, too much. I mean, much. Blue, Beetle, Blue Beetle didn't even do that much in, in residuals. Their box office was terrible. I went to see it and I reviewed it and people were on my ass about it. But then look at the box office. Yeah. It lost I'm, money. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. I, I'm, I'm going to look this up real quick. How much, how much did they, how much is the, cause it's not making a billion. And I knew that. Hold on a second. Blue. I think it made less than Shazam. Box office. Let's see. Let's see. Blue Beetle box office. $67.4 million. That is terrible. That's horrible. They, they lost money on that. They, they lost. They're losing too much money. And that's the problem because it's just like, well, well, it's, it's more or less okay, we're going to spend this much money to see if we can make this money back. No, first things first, nobody knew Blue Beetle up until God. You had to right be a now. Young, yeah, if you, if, you weren't, if you didn't know who Young Justice was, the group, you didn't know who Blue Beetle was for the most part. No, no kid in his right, no, no, no oh, young that. kid in his right mind knows who Blue Beetle is unless they're watching, you know, something from the 60s. Yeah. But that, that's, you know, that, that's... No, they they lost money just to lose money. Like, what did you have to prove making this making this bullshit film? Because I watched it all the way through, fell asleep during like the I I thought because man CGI was terrible, the action scenes were terrible. I, I all around it was just terrible, and then people were just like, oh well, you you didn't you didn't like the Hispanic. I I had that that was not even a thing on my mind. Mm-hmm. That was a thing on your mind, but it wasn't on mine. The reason why it wasn't is because I was trying to find out the hell the story's about, you know, like what, what, what am I, am I entertained? No, I was not entertained, you know? Yeah. They were better off just leaving it on HBO max. Like they initially intended it for to be on Not It wasn't designed to be on the big screen and it, it goes to show, but I, I just think the residual, the, the residual effect of how they did Cavill Affleck Snyder his his ghost is still haunting DC. Um, I want to get your take on Rebel Moon. I, I, I think this is the perfect time for Zack Snyder's IP to kind of suck some of the air from uh, Star Wars, from how they just let their fans down as well, and still you know satiate some of the Snyderverse fans that are still despondent over DC. Um, what, what say you to that? Uh, well, I'm gonna just say this. I think people are. 
kind of, I think people are having what they would call, uh, and I'm gonna go over this on my channel, uh, superhero fatigue. Okay. So I think people are tired of just seeing superhero movies. And a lot of people are tired of seeing star Wars because those are the two things that I think people are having, you know, just burnouts on, uh, what was it called? Oshika or Osaka or something like that with a uh, Rosario Dawson. Oh, uh, uh, um, Ahsoka. I like it. I like the yeah. series. I just think it's it's too it's it's the it's the optics on it right now. Anything Star Wars, did the fans are just like no. Yeah, I mean it's like people. Are, I mean people are rejecting what they're getting left and right. People are just saying, nah, I don't want it. So it's yeah. just like even even if you were to you know really do it big with uh uh Star Wars, it's it's still not it's still not enough. Honestly, like I said, you know, you're going to have to uh, Hollywood needs to evolve, but Hollywood's not going to. And a lot of people need to evolve with it as well. I mean, adapt or die. So, I mean, it's like, well, a lot of people I see from like a, a perspective is this. You got indies that are coming out and the indies are doing pretty well. And I, I would say that a lot of people need to look at that market, you know, because, you know, when you kind of look at the Hollywood market. When you look at the, uh, the, the old school, we'll call it the boomer market. That's what it is. The boomer market. When you look at Hollywood, you know, the Hollywood boomer market, it's never going to evolve. So don't, so don't, you know, stop going over there. You know, that's what I'm doing. You know, like I, I, creating your own is not that easy. It's difficult. You got to come up with a good story, a good hook and all that other stuff. But, uh, I mean, that's what you learn. Um, but also you learn what people want to watch and what people want to see. You know what I'm saying? People want to be entertained. That's not a bad thing. That's still a market. But, uh, I just think that, you know, with the onset of people rejecting both superhero movies and, and star Wars, yeah, they're going to be people that are a part of that market, but there's a huge influx of people that are just saying, so what else is new from Hollywood? That's which where... Which is Guys. why I think the Barbenheimer thing was such a phenomenon to, to a certain extent. Right. Because yeah. it's just like, well, this is so much more different than what we were getting before. But the problem is for Hollywood is that they're, and instead of learning from that and saying, you know what, maybe we should take a risk on different projects. That's not what they want to do. What they want to do is push out another Barbenheimer. Like, like whatever happened with that algorithm with Barbie and Oppenheimer, well, what we're going to do is we're going to recopy that and paste that to some other IP instead of making something new and being risk adverse. I think that's what it is. Risk adverse. Yes. Um, and, and, and you know what, taking it on the chin and saying, you know what, we can change, but we all know that they can't because it's not, but it also, I'm not going to say that. It's not just Hollywood. It, it's the people that work in it as well. It's, it's, it's Hollywood it, itself, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that they're going to try to microwave or duplicate the Barbenheimer effect. And it's like, you know, because you basically you one had... Yeah. You only yeah. get one of them. Yeah. I mean, you had old heads, boomers, versus the, the younger generation and two different movies for them. And... It was the perfect cross collateralization of marketing and just um, interest and curiosity 
you know um you can't duplicate stuff like that yeah i mean i mean it would be dumb for you to do so because it's not going to make you the same amount of money and it's not going to it's not going to drive people back to the th- and, and that's just another thing that i think hollywood still wants is people to go back to the theaters the reason why Barmenheimer was so you know like uh it was so impactful is because that well it was a time when people weren't even in the theaters to begin with right people were people were on the streaming services so basically with that being said you know you only get one of those people want to go back to the movie some people want to go back to the movie theaters but let's be honest with ourselves times are changing and with the amount of inflation that's going on why would you want to spend twenty dollars on a ticket then spend almost close to thirty dollars on on snacks where you could get popcorn that's two for five candy that's two three dollars at the supermarket and then pay you know whatever the streaming service rate is and watch your movie right there what's the point of all that you know so times are changing but i think you know hollywood wants people to keep on supporting the box office which again you know that's why streaming services are getting much you know flack from hollywood because it's defeating the middleman which is the box office so 2024 streaming will still be king oh yeah sorry streaming i mean streaming's here to stay you know like it, it's it's the one thing that i think a lot of people need to just understand is that when you i guess you, i would say when you when you have advanced um the when you've advanced technology it's it's unfortunate that we've gone to you know stuff like this when you have said that, you know, like I said, automation, when you have automation, automation is going to take over. When you have AI, AI is going to eventually take over. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. Technology will take you over and will replace you at some point. It's just a future in which we're all going to have to, you know, get used to. It's just unfortunate. Let me ask you this. You said it, um, you eventually would, would pivot away from the business. Um, was that always the plan for you or did you already, did you already have an, an exit plan or you saw yourself in this a little longer than, um, of course you couldn't foresee this climate, but, uh, did you always have an exit plan or see yourself leaving the business at some point? Um, all right. So here's, here was the story. Uh, so when I graduated college, I did have a, like a long term, like I'm going to stay in the business, you know, make a name for myself and do it that way. And I've always thought about it like that, you know, like I, you, you, you get out of college and you thinking like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do it like this, you know, because that's kind of how you're thinking. That's kind of how you're programmed and all the other stuff. Like I'm going to go into the industry and it's all going to work out. And then you start working for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's just like, shit. Like, I, I just can't, I, I, I mean, and what advanced it even more was the pandemic and then, you know, just the economy itself. So I kind of just, you know, got put into this thing. I was, you know, I was always like an independent, but I've always thought about it like, you know, okay, just stay in the business for as long as I can make a name for myself and become famous like that. Not famous, but like, you know, like I have my name in there and in the business. But then that same business kind of just, you know, kind of kicked me around, gave me the pink slip, said F you and all that other stuff. And that kind of, you know, 
brought me to the point of if you guys go on strike again, I'm gonna make sure that I have my studio up and running. I have my my you know my thing up and running so that you guys can suffer. I'm not going to, you know. Um, I've heard. I mean, my mentor left the business not too long ago because of the same reason. A lot of people are leaving for the same reasons. It's like if if this is the way the industry is going to be then I'm going to do it on my own or I'm just going to quit and do something else. And that's where two years ago, even a few friends of mine left IATSE. They left the industry because of the same thing. And I, I love, I love my industry. I really do. But I'm put in a position where I'm like, screw it. If this is the way that it's going to go and I know it's not going to change, I'm not going to scream and cry and, doing all that other stuff. I'm not going to pick it with you guys. Uh, I'm going to do it on my own. Uh, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to cry anymore because that's, that's what I've done when I went to college and all that other stuff. So yeah, you know, like I, I, I will take a risk and do it myself because I think as, um, as we continue to move in this direction of streaming services and, you know, you got Spotify and all these other cats and you like, like you don't like, even with YouTube, you don't need Hollywood as much as you, as much as you think it does, as much as a lot of people think. But I believe that Hollywood will never die. But I also believe that Hollywood also looks at YouTube and looks at all these other, you know, facets of the internet and wants in. And that's what they've been doing, you know, when when YouTube was a baby, um, YouTube was not owned by Google up until Google saw all the revenue that it was making and how many people were coming out of YouTube famous. That's why, you know, you see Google having a bigger stronghold on, um, you know, YouTube. Which is why people get demonetized a lot, <laughs> you know, with AdSense. Boy, do they? <laughs> uh, uh, what was it called? Not at uh, the apocalypse. Then they had a. Uh, the word, man, it, it was uh, Copa. Copa? I think I think that was it. Copa? It was a real big thing in 2015, 2016, the Copa Act. It has a lot yes. to do with copyright. Gotcha. You know, yes. a lot to do with that. But as you can plainly see, this is Hollywood saying that we went into this business. You will not be able to, like, this, this is kind of, you know, them them saying, you will not be able to escape from us. Okay. But that's why I believe that, you know, as you know, as a lot of people start to make their own things and make their own entertainment, but it's still small, you know, like, it, it, unfortunately, it's, it's still a small market of people that are saying, okay, we're still doing that. But a lot of people are afraid and I get it, you know, like you, you want to put your stuff out and you know and, and risk it you know i get that but i think it's better for people to you know risk it rather than just go back to work and say well okay i'm going to work for the megacorps i'm going to do this ip and i'm going to keep my head down and get my check and go no that's not how we have to live that's not how we have to do business anymore you know and i think for also and again and we're going to talk about the pivot and all that but um I just think that, um, you know, with the with the whole culture war people, um, like I said, Hollywood's never going to die. 
the, the more people want Hollywood to burn, it's just more or less like, okay, well then that's your, I hope you don't have stocks then, you know, unfortunately. Um, but I also think that when it comes down to, you know, also the culture war, it's like, okay, you got two sides of this. So you got people that, you know, are already infect, they have infected, infiltrated Hollywood, but let, let me kind of be frank with you. Hollywood has been infiltrated since the day it was born. Okay. So let, let's get that one thing straight. Then number two, the people that keep on complaining about Hollywood are just then not making a bigger difference. Like you are like both parties are complacent. It's like, well, you're going to complain about Hollywood and you want Hollywood to burn, but then are you going to create anything? Right. Cause I know I will, I know myself, I'm going to do it, but are you going to do that? No. Okay. Then I, I just, okay. Cause if, I, if all you're going to do is just complain about it, then leave me alone. Okay. So, which leads us to your reasonings for the pivot and, um, yeah, if you, if you don't mind get into that, please. All right. So, um, I, I guess when I thought about it, you know, like months in advance and stuff like that, you know, like you, you, you don't think that, you know, your YouTube channel will get demonetized. Nobody does. Um, but when I started, you know, like getting demonetized, I had to think of an exit plan. So my exit plan was, well, what was I really, you know, talking about, um, that I was really passionate about. So I started thinking, you know, um, might as well just talk about entertainment. The entertainment industry is always being talked about, but not in the way that I think it really should be talked about. And I, and I just think that I, I'll, I'll touch on it a lot more because there's a lot of history with Hollywood, the entertainment industry as a whole. And I just think that people overlook that. I, th- I think people just want to see, I just think, I think people just want to see, you know, the, the burning of Hollywood without actually understanding like where, we are in this like entertainment climate, you know, like, I mean, it's just like it, it, entertainment is, is a true American pastime. And I know that sounds, you know, dumb, but it really is like, like second to football and baseball entertainment itself is like the reason why we're, we're not like, you know, kind of stabbing each other in the throat or, or anything like that. Like it, we are very, very complacent when it comes down to entertainment. The only reason why we're even complaining about, you know, entertainment now is because we're either a nostalgic or B, you know, just, I don't know, bored (laughs) and people. And and when people are bored, they, they find ways of doing stuff. But um, what I will say, uh, the the reason for my pivot, um, yeah, I, I just got tired, you know, like I just got tired of talking. I got tired of ranting. I got, I mean, I, I rant in a different way, but uh, I just think that, you know, like, I, I mean, what else is there? What else is there for me to talk about if, if nobody's going to change? And this is kind of what I thought about, like, I need to change myself a lot more than I thought I did. And when good things started to happen, I was like, I would need to maintain these things. So why not just, you know, just, why not just go away? You know, like, why, why, why not just do it? Because nobody's going to care anyway. Like, I mean, my channel is dead. So my new channel is breathing like fresh air. You know, it's like a breath of fresh air. If you were to tell me that you're going to have a different studio set up and all that other stuff, I'd laugh in your face because I thought, you know, having 8,000 subs, I, I'm like, what? If you're 8,000 subs or even 6,000 subs, you're like a few thousand higher than other people. 
on on this YouTube shit if you're really paying attention. But then then on top of that, it's just like you know I kind of got like what what else is like I saw the Sneeko thing and I saw that video and I said to myself, we're screwed, man. Like I I cannot be responsible for this because I thought to myself, you know, like when going into this you know that that space over there across the street, them dudes across the street. I really thought that, you know, we were going to be, you know, it was a place of constructive, you know, manhood and stuff like that. I have no problem with manhood because I am a man. I have a problem with them because they're because they want to be in the same pockets as the as the industry that, you know, puts black men in dresses. I don't understand that. I really I really like what the hell? Like, why do you want to be like what? Like, why would you like even being in an industry? I'm like, wait a minute. So, so let me get this straight. You're going to decentralize yourself only to only to be only to want Hollywood to look at you. That makes no sense to me. You know, like you can't can't make this shit up. But I mean, (laughs) I mean, but when when and and I'll say this. Like when I was there, when Kevin was on uh, Bernard Riley, when he was blowing up and, and him, Obsidian, uh, him, Obsidian, Bernard and O'Shea had that whole uh, live stream together. And I'll never forget it because it was just like, well, you know, Kevin was literally like there is more money in trying to talk to these women than anything else. And that's what the Manosphere's done ever since Kevin's blow up, you know? It never evolved. So why would I stay here? You know, and that's kind of where I just kind of said, I kind of, I guess it was like a long time coming, I guess, you know, because it's like, well, if they're not going to change, you might, I might as well, you know, that that's kind of how it is. If you're not going to change it. And honestly, if you're not evolving as a content creator, whether it be having a new channel or, or talking about something else, you're going to be left behind fam. It's just the way that it is. If you want to be on YouTube shit, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like we purposely relegate ourselves to this small section of the internet. And it's like, it's so much more than this. And, you know, but then, like you said, that means people will have to make do self-assessments and then do the, and do the work and change things about themselves that they, they're not ready to change. So I agree. I well mean, said. I'm different from my last channel. You can go, you can see the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm always, I'm always willing to change and it's not because, you know, like to, you know, to cater to an audience, but just as a, as a, as a young man and as a, as a content creator, I just think that I'm always evolving, man. Like you just gotta, you just gotta take it. You just gotta dive on in, honestly. You know, I think it's, I think that's just it, you know, like nobody, like I just kind of come to the conclusion that the world's never going to change. So I, I might as well just, you might as well just change because I mean, what else you got to lose, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said, well said. Well, let I me mean, I know it's, what is it, 1030 there? I know you got stuff to do, bro. I'm not going to keep you. Nah, uh, man. It's all good, man. Hey, it's always, always a pleasure coming around. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Where do you see YouTube uh, in place of, let's say, next year when... Hollywood is going through its reshuffling, you know, um, it's going to be a, a slow, long year. 2024 is going to be a very, very painful year for, for Hollywood. So wh- where do you see YouTube um, in, in that regards? 
Um, well, considering how YouTube is going and how most rules are not making sense anyway, um, I would say that I think what YouTube is doing and, and it's just kind of YouTube being YouTube, but it's always been that way. Um, they're trying to really, I guess, tr what they're trying to do silently is kick off a lot of people that they already know are causing too much trouble. They cost them too much money and that, you know, it's just, they, they just, although they're making money, they still have to pay back a lot in, you know, government fees because Google been found, Google been, you know, <laughs> Google been exposed. So, yeah. you know, like, so in order to, in order to do just that, but also not only that, they, they've been, you know, uh, uh, they've been, you know, hackled by the Supreme Court, you know, considering the fact that Sneeko was on Supreme Court. Um, they know about Fresh and Fit. They know about all these cats that are saying all this stuff on their platform. So it's not a big surprise that they would get stuff, people like me or somebody else. But I mean, like, I'm milk toast when it comes to that. Like, I was, I was completely like milk toast. I mean, I, I probably had like a, you know, like a, a rant or two. Um, but I just think that, you know, when it, when it co really comes down to it, uh, I, I just think that YouTube is only going to monetize, but so many people. So that's why I decided to pivot. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you're really kind of honestly thinking about it, um, you're, you, you, my, my channel's not coming back anytime soon. And I'm kind of glad that it is not because even, I mean, I can reapply for monetization right now, but I'm not going to get it back. What's the point? You know, like, there's no point in me getting it back. Why? Because it's like, I already know that my, my channel is tied to certain content creators in certain spaces, like the culture war space, the manosphere space. So it's kind of good. It's going to be hard to, um, really just, uh, get that back. But I know that when I'm talking about the entertainment industry and all that other stuff, I'm going to get money. I'm going to, I'm going to get money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they're only going to be monetizing, but so many people. So might as well make the best of it, you know? Um, hmm. Yeah, when you said they're only going to monetize so many channels. Yeah, now that I can see that. Because, I, I, I mean, now they, they kind of, what they did was, and it's and they kind of did this on purpose. They, they, they went back on their word with, um, now you have to be 500 instead of 1000 and then 4,000 with, and then, I mean, it's still 4,000 watch hours and, or you get 1 million, uh, views on shorts. Yeah. So what, where the, what they're pretty much doing is kind of making that new monopoly of saying, well, these smaller content creators, we're going to take more of a risk on the people that we've been on the, the people that have been on and making this money. Now we, 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 we appreciate you making the money for us, but we need you to get the hell up out of here. Did you uh, catch that uh, the UK had asked uh, rumble to take off, take Russell brands <laughs> to delete his channel and oh, yeah. rumble said no. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I know, I, I, I know, I know people, want me to say oh you know like they don't they want me to say the you know that that rumble is doing the work of uh free speech i'm gonna hold my tongue on that because i'm gonna say no 
they're not going to. There will be a certain point where Rumble is going to have to make a decision. Either risk your stock, either risk your stock, or do what YouTube's doing. At some point, YouTube, I mean, Rumble will go down the same way as YouTube. Every internet service will bend the knee. At some point, you, you will not be able to, there will be nowhere to run. There will be nowhere to hide. You see how Twitter is? The Twitter, Twitter's the, Twitter's the big enough free speech. And now all of a sudden, the same people that were, Twitter is free speech. Why, why is Twitter, why, why is Twitter the same way as YouTube and everywhere else? Because nowhere is going to, nowhere is safe. Yeah, that you're going to, you're going to, it's going to be put up or shut up time with a lot of these content creators. It's going to be like, either you get your own stuff, you do your own stuff on your own platform, or you're going to, you're going to live on your knees over on ours. And that's, there's not going to be no middle ground. It's going to be that or this. And that's pretty much it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. You, you will, you will, you must go, you will comply. You, you will follow the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 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 <laughs> Like I, I laugh at pe- I laugh at these, you know, people that are just like, well, Rumble is going to do the, but here's the, here's the, also another thing. See, people can complain about YouTube, but people are still, it's a Stockholm syndrome. People are still going to use YouTube, but you hate YouTube so much, but Rumble ain't doing it for you. You're not getting any of the Rumble, Rumble's too, uh, what was it? Uh, Rumble's too slow. I don't get any of the notifications. Right. I don't get much and, yeah. and if you are getting paid you're like i don't know sneeko uh what, what was his name aiden something aiden ross, aiden ross yeah you're you're one of those cats that does you know grotesque shit on rumble anyway or kick or any of those other cats mm-hmm. you know like rumble will rumble will do the same exact thing as youtube give it time and i know people don't want me to say that but that's just the unfortunate thing about it don't get too comfortable because a lot of people do you know that people people want to you know be on top of the you know the the culture war but that's the problem itself you're never going to win this culture war you you really aren't so there's basically a war of attrition at this point basically yeah like you you will you either will comply or you will not there are rules to this game and if you're not going to follow the rules Oh, I hope you got, I hope you got your own, you know, like you had, like you got uh, on the wake up radio. I might, I might have my own uh, website myself because it's just like, well, the way that I think about it, if YouTube does me again, you know, like bullshit, might as well just have, <laughs> might as well just go somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, where can everybody find your, uh, the new channel, the channel that has uh, life into it? Uh, Stagehand Motel Six. Uh, you can just hit that. Uh, or Stagehands in. You can just. Uh, yeah, hold on a second. Uh, 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 you, you, yeah, just trying to get the. Hold on. That is my Red Sings Blues channel has my asterisk, but the asterisk is over there. You can find me on uh, YouTube at Stagehands in and uh yeah that that's pretty much where I am. I mean I mean I'm on Instagram but I, I don't post much on there because again I'm too busy now. Let me ask you this. Uh you think YouTube would go back to showing new channels instead of hiding them or smaller channels? It depends on where the it depends on where you stand with YouTube. That's true you know? too. Yeah, because I don't think people realize as a content consumer they track what you watch as well and 
will try to steer you in different directions as to who you think they should watch or who they think you should watch as well. And um, the shadow banning is never going to stop and hiding channels. That, that's that's just part of their MO. That's what they do. You know, I don't see that changing no time soon. What say you to that? No, they're, they're never going to change that. What are you talking about? Like they, they only they only promote what they want to promote. Right, right. Why their algorithm is specific to that's why it's so you know sensitive you use excuse me uh you use like certain terms like woke or anything else like that and it's like well uh well we already we already know what you we got to do with you yeah i certain think the, the certain lingo and certain you know rhetoric you know yeah election time is always the most dangerous time to to watch what you say if you have the type of content that borderlines that so the next year is it's it's you know they're gonna be demonetizing they're kicking off a lot more channels they've done it the last election um channels you didn't think were channels we thought you were were untouchable and youtube's like we don't give a fuck so yeah i mean hey youtube gonna be youtube man even my uh even my friend steinfeld well, thirty thousand subs. He doesn't talk about politics or nothing like that. He 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 pretty much talks about music, artists, and the same thing that I talk about. Got his channel demonetized. I'm like, how did really? that reuse content? I'm like, how? Like you look at his channel, it, it's not it's it's no different than mine. I'm like, how do you get reuse content? How did how did YouTube like? But again, YouTube is hurting for money. Yeah, and especially with the new guy that that's it's not it's not uh what what's her name? That's it's, Susan. It's uh, the Indian guy. Indian her uh, yeah, her Susan's not, took over. Yeah, but see, yeah, Susan's not there anymore. Once Susan, I, I think I think it was the Supreme Court hearings. Susan was just like, nah, you take it. It's not Susan's YouTube anymore. Yeah, basically. All right, my man. Um, any last words for the people before I let you get up out of here? Nah, man. I'm just saying, man. Uh, to support the independent artists, if you if you tired of you know the the bullshit of of Hollywood, just support independent artists like myself, man. That's it. That's all I can tell you. And there it is. There, yeah. I think 2024 is going to be. I'm excited just for the the vacuum that's going to be provided with the lack of entertainment as far as on the side of Hollywood. So, is it going to be huge gaps to fill? And I'm curious to see who steps in those gaps. There's going to be a lot of work to do. There's always work to be done. I mean, I'm I'm going to take I'm going to take it on myself. There's going to be stress with it, but it's like, well, it's either I do it and I and I get this money and I risk that, or you can you can go back to complaining about Hollywood. And there it is, there, my man. Thank you for coming through tonight and blessing us as always. All right, until next time. Out. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all night. I'm gonna try to come back in an hour to do part two of Girls Who Lift. So I, I got a lot of responses from the bodybuilders about the bodybuilders. All of a sudden, guys was like hitting me up, like, "Yo, check this out! Check this out! Check this out!" So secretly, there's a a, a nice size contingent of men that like buff chicks. So I'm gonna try to come back. Uh, in an hour and do a part two to, to, to female bodybuilders and girls who lift. So we'll see. Don't hold me to it, but I'll try. See y'all in, hopefully in, in, in an hour. If not, definitely do it to, do this tomorrow. Tomorrow is um, Eve's Bayou Watch Party. What? Chaz, 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> y'all enjoy the rest of y'all night. Peace.